for the next round. All of us, NAC and SRA and all the other world alliances, pulling on the same rope, even though we're still bickering and infighting like a giant dysfunctional family. The NAC lost the priceless Agincor, but the Sino-Russians still have Arkhangelsk, and we've improved the Orion missiles that let us wipe out the lanky fleet gathered above Mars. But even with the prodigious appetite of our power blocks for weapons of mass destruction, it turns out that we can run out of nuclear warheads when each of those Orions takes hundreds of nukes for propellant. Uranium and plutonium are suddenly in short supply, and the power blocks on Earth have strip-mined all their old atomic warhead stocks. All our nukes are fuel for missiles now, aimed into space instead of pointed at cities on Earth. One of the few positive side effects of the lanky threat. The NAC was cash-strapped even before the lankies came. Now we're positively broke. Luckily, the European Union and the well-heeled countries of the Pacific Rim recognize that the defense of Earth is a problem for all countries, not just for the NAC or the SRA alone. So we've been getting new equipment and operating cash, along with the benefits of shared research and development. We've trained new troops to build up our spaceborne fighting power yet again. We've used the influx of new money from the rest of the world to rearm, reorganize, and develop new gear, all while keeping a close eye on the stars. The Lankies may not be in the solar system anymore, but they're out there, sitting on the colonies they took away from us over the years. And I have no doubt that we will clash again soon. The only question is, who will have the guts to strike the next blow first? I fulfilled a promise after Mars and joined the Lazarus Brigades as a fleet advisor, training troops and getting mixed up in PRC conflicts for a year and a half. In the past, I've battled Lankies and the SRA on desolate rock piles 30 light years or more from home, but those 18 months on Earth were harder and more dangerous than anything I've seen or done out in the black. As tedious and dangerous as my fleet job can get, Finally going back to it felt almost like being let out of purgatory. Some of the things I saw and did when I was with the brigades will forever weigh down my conscience. Even Hallie doesn't know the full story, and I doubt I'll ever burden her with that knowledge. But for now, I am back at my job doing what I've been trained to do. There are still lankies on Mars, and I'm part of the cleanup crew that steps on the roaches whenever they leave their dark hiding spots and scurry around in the light. We can't have Mars back, but we'll be damned if we let them have it either. Chapter 1 Olympus Highway Patrol Contact at 40 degrees relative, Captain. The courtesy warning of the pilot yanks me out of the half-dozing state I've been in for the last 15 minutes or so. I sit upright in my jump seat and scan the console display in front of me. The dropship is bouncing a bit in the rough air, but after three months of endless atmospheric patrols above Mars, I can nap through anything short of a Category 4 hurricane. Hang on, I say, checking the scopes. The dropship is a dragonfly, but not a standard battle taxi model. This one is a dragonfly SR, a modification they cooked up just for this particular job. The SR variant has high-powered optical sensor arrays all over the outside of the hull. Lankies don't show on radar or infrared, but they can't hide from camera lenses. On the downside, the constant shit weather on Mars means that the SRs have to fly under the low cloud ceiling to spot Lankies. 
and that makes for long and boring patrols. Eight-hour shifts of looking at consoles and getting bounced around by the winds at low altitude. The SRs have auxiliary fuel tanks on the wing pylons instead of missiles, so they can actually stay aloft for closer to 12 hours, but the limiting factor is the endurance of the human crew. Well, hello there, Mr. Lanky, I say when I see the familiar spindly form of one striding across the surface a few kilometers in front of our port side bow. A few moments later, the software of the optical array draws an outline around another suspected contact, and the second Lanky emerges from the haze in the predicted spot. Target, I call out to the pilot. Two large hostile organisms bearing 050, distance 4500, speed 50 clicks per. They're in a hurry, the pilot remarks. Getting skittish down there. You would be too if someone dropped guided munitions on your head every time you went outside for a stroll.